Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light and welcome back to another podcast stroke YouTube Facebook video. Uh, depending whether you're watching this or listening to it, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to 2022. I can't believe it's quite a few days into 2022 and I've not done a podcast or a video yet. It's just been so busy. Kids aren't back at school yet. It's just been chaos. But anyway, Happy New Year to all of you. I hope it's going to be an awesome one. So in this video stroke podcast, I'm going to talk to you about my six predictions for 2022 in respect of police recruitment. I think it's going to be a real pivotal year for you if you're in the recruitment process. And there's some things that we really need to keep an eye on to make sure that we completely ace every stage of the process. So the first big thing I want to talk to you about is the uh, reduction in numbers of people being recruited, which is going to have to happen in 2022. Now, listen carefully, because I'm going to do a little bit of math. <laughs> just, just a little bit, don't worry, nothing too complicated. So at this moment in time, we are in a boom year, or at least 2021 and 2020 were boom years, because the government made it clear that the police are going to recruit, I use the word additional in inverted commas, an additional 20,000 police officers, over and above the officers that they would normally recruit. So what this meant was across a three-year period, the police were going to have to recruit close on somewhere between 45 and about 48,000 police officers. That's a massive number for the police to recruit. It's going to take the police service back up to the level of numbers it had in 2010. Actually, slightly under, just a little bit under, I think. But by March 2023, the police service must have recruited 20,000 additional, in inverted commas, police officers. And they're on track to do that. The data from the Home Office released in the autumn indicated that they were actually slightly ahead of the curve there. So there's every chance that they're going to achieve this. Now, that 20,000 means bums on seats. So it doesn't mean to say that, oh, we've made them an offer and they're going to join in August 2023. No, it means by the end of August, sorry, by the end of March... 2023 the police service across England and Wales must have recruited as in they've walked through the door they've had their first day an additional 20,000 officers so what does this mean for recruitment in 2022 well so many of you are already aware that the recruitment process can take such a long time why it takes so long I do not know it's just bad planning it really is I know recruitment uh, recruitment uh, advisors and HR advisors have told me that no you don't understand the pressures that we're under yeah I do I get it but you know plan this a bit better I'm sure there's better ways of doing this sort of linear way of recruiting where you have to do every stage one after another and have months in between them but what that means is that it can not it'll on average take you about a year to get in so if you apply now in january 2022 you'll be looking at a start date of january 2023 some forces are a little bit sharper they can get you in in about eight months but the majority of forces it's over a year some forces it's up to two years yes up to two years the longest i've seen as a wait to get from application form to walking through the door on your first day um, is almost three years. And that has happened over the past decade, up to three years. 
I know, it's insane. Why would anyone put their lives on hold for that long? But what this means is that as we start going through 2022, forces are going to start um, decreasing the numbers that they're going to recruit because after March 2023, we go from recruiting uh, up to 16,000 a year to about 8,000 a year. About 8,000 people leave the police either through retirements or resignations every year. Some years it's above that, some years it's below that, but it tends to be hovering around the 8,000 number. So what this means is that 16,000 a year that everyone's got used to will be halved. So your chances of getting into the police are going to decrease, which means we need to be on top of our game we're not just aiming for a pass, we are aiming for exceptional marks. And some forces are already starting to screen people out according to the marks they get. Cheshire is an example I use a lot. Several of my clients who I've coached and supported through the process, through one-to-ones, through interactive webinars, through my online courses, they've got all the way to the end, they've passed the online assessment centre, they've been told to pass their final interview, but they get an email to say, although you've passed every stage of the process, your marks weren't high enough to secure you a place in the next intake. And some forces like Cheshire don't put people in a holding bay. Other people, other forces will put you in a holding bay. And that's going to happen more and more this year as well. The problem with the holding bay is they just keep creaming off the top scoring candidates uh, in the holding bay, which means that you just stay there forever. Um, Back in the days of the Search Assessment Centre, quite a few of my clients, if they were in one of these holding bays, they would apply to another force so that after six months so they could do the search assessment center again increase their score and get themselves out the holding bay so we're going to keep a careful watch on that because i think all of that is going to come back (laughs) i've seen it happen been doing this now for over a decade and i've seen it happen before it's going to happen again so my next prediction is the online assessment center is going to stay with us uh, at least until april 2022 I suspect it will probably continue beyond then. The problem the College of Policing have got is they don't have a viable alternative to the Online Assessment Centre. Now, for those of you who are fresh to this world, the Online Assessment Centre is something that everyone who's applying for a Home Office force and a Civil Nuclear Constabulary in England and Wales has to complete and pass if they want to get through to the next stage. There's no human contact in the online assessment centre. It's made up of situational judgment tests, an interview that's not really an interview because there's no one else there's no one else there. It's just you answering questions to which are recorded and marked later on. And uh, a written stage where you're presented with an antisocial behaviour, uh, use causing all sorts of problems problem and um, a briefing phase where you have to actually answer questions to a video about uh, what would appear now to be a noisy party scenario. So, uh, quite easy to tick box your way through that. Um, However, um, what I do believe is going to happen is the College of Policing, because they can't go back, even if COVID gets better, they can't go back to the Search Assessment Centre or the Day One Assessment Centre. The Day One was the pilot to replace the Search Assessment Centre, which was already well over a decade old. They can't go back to those because both of them produce an adverse impact for people who are visibly ethnic, especially if you're black. 
The problem with the search assessment centre and the problem with day one is that you have, you have a much higher chance of being failed if you are black. And I know some people are going to say, prove it, prove it, prove it. Well, I've got the College of Policing data on this, and it shows really clearly that, uh, for example, for the day one, um, about 80% of white British candidates passed the day one. Only 40-something, I think it's 46% of black candidates passed the, the day one. They can't go back to that. It's a discriminatory process. And as far as I'm aware, they are not developing an alternative. So they can't go back to what we had before COVID because it was dreadful. Forces didn't like it and it produces an adverse impact and they have nothing to replace it. So I do believe what is going to happen is the College of Policing are going to introduce something called a pre-sift. Yes, a pre-sift. I don't know what it's going to involve, but it will be something that goes before the online assessment centre. Whether this is some form of interview, screening interview, face-to-face or it's more online assessments i suspect they may go for the easy choice of more online assessments there's going to be something to screen the numbers out because the assessing the online assessment center has a cost to it and i'm quite sure that they'd like to reduce the numbers of assessors and reduce the number of people managing all of those assessors down to something that is more manageable in terms of funding because it's all about the money um, so that is my prediction for the online assessment centre that it's going to continue but there'll be something else in front of it so it won't be a sort of automatic I've applied I'm expecting to do the online assessment centre no 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 things are going to change so watch out for that uh, my third prediction is that more forces will allow you to go through the process all the way through the recruitment process without speaking to a human yes I know I'm incredulous about it. I can't believe that there are forces like West Midlands Police, especially, you know, they've not really switched on Chief Constable there, Dave, Dave Thompson, but he's got a recruitment process which allows people to join West Midlands Police, and there's other forces as well, where you can apply, do the online assessment centre, there's no interview, you do your fitness and medical, and okay, someone's going to speak to you there and say, this is how you do the bleep test, or um, have you got any medical problems we should be aware of? But that's nothing to do really with finding out whether you've got the right values to be a police officer. Get through all of that, and you're in. I know it's bizarre, and there's other forces who are doing that as well. Thames Valley Police are doing it. Um, I'm not going to name any others because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit hazy as to which ones they are, but I do have a list somewhere. There are several forces, even in Somerset, that's another one, several forces that will accept you into the police without you ever speaking to a human. It's saving up all sorts of problems for the future because the online assessment centre is so formulaic. I can coach anyone through it. My 13-year-old daughter could pass it easily i mean seriously easily she could pass it i could coach my 13 year old daughter to pass it and i'm quite sure that there are people slipping through the net at this moment in time who are entirely the wrong sort of person because there's no assessment or evaluation of individuals motivation or values to join the police service my prediction in 2023 2024 there will be officers who commit crimes or commit acts of uh, breaches of the code of ethics which are absolutely appalling and they'll be dismissed 
and there'll be a post-mortem of uh, a, a, a case review of that individual and they will discover that they managed, he or she managed to join the police without speaking to a person. And people will shake their heads and go, how did we ever allow that to happen? Forces can't use COVID as an excuse anymore. Because the other prediction I have is that other forces, my fourth prediction is that other forces will swing the other way. They will still keep with the final interview that they're running at the moment, or some forces actually run a, an interview, stroke presentations, or some form of assessment prior to the online assessment centre. It's their choice. They can wrap anything around the online assessment centre they want. My prediction is that more forces will start to make that final interview harder, and they're already doing it. I'm starting to see forces swing away from the uh, please can you tell me about a time when type questions to questions which are along the lines of uh, things like um, what one value is important to you can you tell me about a time when you've demonstrated that value or what values are important to this force or what skills can you bring to this force and and followed by questions like how are you going to demonstrate that skill once you're a police officer forward-facing questions like how would you challenge someone who says something or does something that's inappropriate how will you in the future as a police officer carry out effective community engagement and problem solving as a neighborhood police officer how will you in the future manage this kind of situation? And so they'll give you a scenario. And one force is giving scenarios which are exactly like this about a homeless person in a town centre that's causing a lot of high demand, a lot of antisocial behaviour. How would you deal with that individual? How will you build effective partnerships with community members, community organisations and partner organisations? Some really, really tough questions going on there. These are questions that are getting to the heart of your values, your motivation, and they are expecting a lot from you. But these are forces that can afford to put you through a more rigorous application process, recruitment process. A lot more forces now also asking questions about diversity, equality, and inclusion. Some of them going to the extent that they actually want you to do a presentation on the importance of diversity, equality and inclusion within the police service. So uh, two predictions there. One, some forces will go the easy way. Perhaps it's because they've got to hit targets in terms of recruiting individuals. Other forces are going to make it harder and more challenging. Hard to predict which one's which. I think it's just a, a stroke of a pen, a signature from senior officer as to which way to go. So, um, other things, other predictions. My fifth prediction, and this is more for serving officers and people who are just about to join the police, is that there is going to be an increasing uh, crisis within the service in terms of good sergeants and good inspectors. So it's a great opportunity, if you're in the police already, to start thinking about the next rank, if indeed that's something that you aspire to do. Not everyone aspires to do that. Um, but if you think about all the numbers that are coming in, you can't escape the math. By about 2024, um, I did the math a few years ago when the 20,000 uplift was announced. Uh, by about 2024, 
just under half the police officers in England and Wales will have less than five years service. You can't escape the math. So just under half all police officers will have less than five years service, which means they need strong, good supervision from sergeants and inspectors. Where are all those sergeants and inspectors coming from? I've already seen some forces promoting sergeants, getting rid of the sergeants' interview boards, and all you need to do is write a report to say that you've passed the sergeant's exam and you'd like to be considered for promotion because of these reasons. And they're getting through with no interview. Now, I've not seen that for Inspector yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if one or two forces introduce that because they are going to be short. And I think they're so focused at this moment in time on getting the numbers through the door to meet the government targets for the 20,000 uplift that they are forgetting some of the important things about where are all the tutors going to come from, but importantly, even more importantly, who's going to supervise and manage all of these officers? So it's a great opportunity for you if you are serving and you consider yourself to be the sort of person that can lead others effectively, set high standards and be that sort of person, that role model that others look up to. So um, that's something which is a golden opportunity, golden opportunity for you. My sixth prediction, the university degree I know I've mentioned the D word. I've opened up a can of worms now. Uh, The D word. In terms of the D word, the degree will not go away. It's here to stay. That's my prediction. It's not going to get replaced. No matter how much noise is made on social media, no matter how much some chiefs, one or two chiefs talk about, it might not be the best idea. It's here to stay. I can't see it going anywhere else. The reason being is that for far too long the police have not been seen as they've been seen as professional but they've not been professionalized what i mean by that is that most police officers and this might surprise you have no qualifications whatsoever to be a police officer i served for 28 years as a police officer in three different forces i've been a constable a sergeant an inspector and i am i am completely un qualified to be a police officer i hold no qualifications to be a police officer or to manage or to supervise at all nothing is that acceptable is that okay when social workers qualified um nurses qualified firefighters qualified those individuals who look after our children at uh, nurseries qualified teachers qualified police officers not qualified that's why we're not going to go back to nothing. I know some of you are going to say, yeah, but I've done all sorts of courses. Yet they're just bits of paper. I'm now qualified as a bronze commander. No, you're not. You've got a piece of paper that says you've been on a course. It is not a qualification. Trust me, once you're outside the police service, all of these bits of paper may hold some value if you're going for a job interview post-retirement, but they are not qualifications. So the police service has gone down the road of degrees. I I know because I did work on this back in the early noughties. There was a dream that they could go down the vocational qualification route, but there just wasn't an appetite for it. So instead, they've gone down the route of qualifications, degree qualifications. Now, this does not mean that you've got to have a degree to join the police. What it means is that you've got good entry routes. 
to join the police whether you have a degree or you don't. So there's three entry routes. One of them is called Police Constable Degree Apprenticeship. That means if you've got sufficient UCAS points or Level 3 qualifications or whatever forces ask for, because forces ask for different things, Northumbria Police ask for 120 UCAS points. That's three Bs A-level. My other prediction is those sort of high demands are going to start relaxing a little bit more because... You're not, you're not going to find enough people who've got those sort of qualifications. Other forces, I've just had someone from the Met uh, today. The Met say you've got to have 64 UCAS points. Um, and uh, someone from the Met's now saying, no, 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 you don't. You could just get in with English, an English GCSE, an English Level 2. You can do your maths once you're in. That sounds a bit desperate, Met. Uh, but anyway, the Police Constable Degree Apprenticeship, that's one route. The other route is you have a degree. And so you go in through the degree holders entry program and you do a diploma, postgraduate diploma in policing. And the other route is that you've done a recognised policing degree and the, the only recruits, sorry, the only um, graduates of that degree are starting to tip out of the process now. Uh, plenty of policing degrees have happened in the past but they've not been recognised as such by the Police Educational Qualifications Framework. So those are the three entry routes. Not a huge number of forces offering the latter as a route in. Uh, lots of forces offering the police constable degree apprenticeship. So my sixth prediction is the degree will stay. It's not going anywhere. So there you go, folks. Those are my six predictions for 2022. Uh, going to be an interesting year. I'm going to do everything I can to help support you uh, in terms of what I'm hoping to achieve personally in terms of blue light keep on supporting you but providing more opportunities for you to get involved uh, weekly workshops more challenges more master classes and webinars more things to get you involved in the process because one of the things i've noticed is people leave things until too late far too late i've got my online assessment center coming up next week have you got anything that can help prepare me for it too late um i've got my interview coming up uh, this weekend have you got anything that can help me prepare for it? Too late. You should be preparing for it now. So a lot more activities for that. Uh, another book on the way. So um, you've seen my book, How to Succeed in the Police Recruitment Process, even if you have no idea where to start in your preparation. Shameless plug. Here it is. There it is. Ta-da! Um, my next book is The Real Insider's Guide. There's, there's books out there on how to get into the police that say that they're the real insider's guide. They're authored by people who've never been in the police. I don't know who these insiders are. Um, The next book is a series of interviews with chief constables, HR managers, recruitment managers, heads of training, people who've actually been in the police in the recruitment world. So that's going to be an awesome book, The Real Insider's Guide in how to succeed in the police recruitment process so that's the next book folks and i'm uh, in the process of uh, putting it together at the moment can't wait to get it out there on amazon so that you can read it learn from it and improve your chances of getting into the police service so folks um once again happy 2022 Uh, let's hope it brings all of your dreams to come true that you succeed, not just succeed as in passing, but you succeed everything, get really high marks, and get one of those warrant cards in your pocket. I shall catch up with you in the next one. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye for now.